So this is the start 2023 Smarter Series. Um, we just have less than eight weeks to 2023, I believe. And I know wow. that a lot of <laughs> business owners, I mean, because I have largely business owners who follow me on social media, I know they're already thinking of what's going to happen next year, even though some are still planning for, you know, how to make more sales towards the end of the year. We still have Black Friday coming up and, um, you know, you know, December sales and what have you, right? So, and that was why I thought it should be necessary for us to talk about online advertising, you know, across all boards. And then whatever, I mean, whatever thing we can touch on, let's touch on it within the time limit we have. Um, this is going to, we're going to do the first, like a 30 minutes first, and then we'll now take another 15 minutes for question and answer, right? So um, um, I hope, you know, I believe more people are going to join us and then would have um, a deeper conversation on this, right? So um, I'm glad to have my guest here, who is a friend, who is a brother. I mean, I think we've been talking since 20, I think 2019, is it 2019 or during the lockdown, 2020, you know, we had a yeah, live. 2020, yeah. The yes, we had a live together, and then it was it, it was uh, Dimage's live that was unplanned that you joined, and that was where I got to know you, and then we started talking, and we had a live together too. It was a great blessing. I got several DMs for that video because we spoke extensively about you know advertising to them, and then you know from from there to you know um, working together. I hope you can hear me clearly. So. I have Paul Hammer on the show, and then he's going to share yeah, with yeah. us. Okay, he's going to share with us how to beat the competition. You know, ninety percent of real businesses now they are taking the online platform very serious. Nobody's is sitting down. Most especially after the lockdown, right? A lot of people they want to get it right. In terms of, you know, how do I put my business online? How do I attract paying clients? They don't just want followers. They want paying clients. How do I take advantage of Facebook, Instagram, advertising, Google ads, YouTube ads, LinkedIn, they have Twitter, and all of that. I mean, I think one person told me that, no, there's you can't sell on Twitter. I said, well, it depends on your perspective. There are people that are selling there. I think largely businesses, they easily sell on Twitter right, and on LinkedIn. So I want you to just uh, give us, you know, some of the things that we should look out for in 2023. What are the things we should focus on? That's for business owners, for entrepreneurs. Do you get so? Yeah, you have the floor. Thanks for having me. Uh, hi, uh, hi, everyone. I'm Paul Ahmed. I primarily help people build businesses. So, so I offer full stack solutions from marketing, sales, advertising, and pretty much anything involved in building a business with a large focus on online sales and advertising. Um, so I, as Tayo mentioned, we've known each other for quite a number of years, two years so far, and it's, it's been really nice uh, interacting with him and working with him. Um, together we have like it's over eight years of combined experience, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so it's it's a it's really nice to interact with with someone who has such knowledge over the um, over the ecosystem and uh, just the space in general. Um, so to to start off, uh, I think the, the the most important thing is when I should look towards in 2023 is above all else is strong business fundamentals. So in, in, in this age where it's, to an extent, it's largely easy for you to, to start a, a business or even just launch a product and maybe run ads to get clients. There's a lot of competition and that's because it's so easy. So if you go back, let's say three, four, three, four, five years ago, it was very easy to run ads. Um, it was very easy to stand out to market because there weren't that many people competing. But now, when whenever you make even if it's a simple Instagram post, you're competing with maybe hundreds of businesses just in Nigeria who are selling either the same product or 
or similar. And so some of the time, or rather a lot of times, they even have more money to spend than you do on ads. So even when you run your ads, you start to see that you're spending more for comparatively lower results. And so the, one of the, the best ways to deal with this is strong business fundamentals. If, you're, if your business fundamentals are, are strong, especially your, your sales and delivery process, you have, um, you have a good number of, of, of customers who have experienced your expertise uh, whether that it's in, whether that is in um, product development, the products you create, or just how you deliver your product or service, then you, you can leverage that to start to you know set yourself apart in the market. So that's always the first part. And even expanding on that a little bit, one of the things we tend to see in market downturns and um, recessions is that it, those while they are negative. There are also opportunities for businesses with strong fundamentals to stand out and grow better. So if you think about the dot-com bubble or the 2008 financial crisis, a lot of businesses went under, but the businesses that are still strong today and are still moving forward were the ones who had sound business fundamentals. And so that's always the most important thing to look for because even if you have, even if you 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 have money to spend on ads or you have an amazing product. If your if your business fundamentals are not strong, the market will find you out eventually, one way or the other. And that's not it's 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 not a best good place to be, especially the way um, not just the Nigerian economy is going now, but economies all over all over the world, um, even developed countries. So that's the the first thing. And then the next step is leveraging your your assets and. When, when we talk about assets, a lot of people get in mixed up. They always think it's either, um, you know, in assets in the traditional sense, do you have stocks or do you have, um, do you have landed property or one thing or the other, but operating in the digital world and one of the amazing things that's smart business or you know, you know, smart ecosystems allow us to do is leverage digital assets. So I'm talking about things like email lists, phone numbers, um, leads? Uh, do you have testimonials? Do you have great product reviews? Um, what kind of social capital does your business does your business have? Do people really trust you? Can your customers go to the gates of hell for you, basically? Can they or do they evangelize for your brand? Those are assets. So when you have strong business fundamentals and you know what assets you have, the next step is now, how can I leverage these assets to be successful in, in a smart economy. So taking a little bit of a pause here, uh, let me just expand you a little bit on what I think the most important things of a smart economy are. So the, the first one and the most obvious is it allows your business to be borderless. You know, you're no longer just a business owner who's trying to get customers in Nigeria um, or who's limited by their geographical location. You can reach people all over the country. You can reach people all over Africa. And you can reach people all over the world. That is an amazing opportunity. But it also has lots of uh, lots of pitfalls because, um, as I mentioned earlier, it is now way more easier than ever to pretty much reach anybody you want anywhere in the world. So there are lots of low quality performers in the market, which um, dilute and um, um, make make the markets market saturated. So but then if you have, again, if you have your strong market fundamentals, you know what your assets are, then you are in the best possible position to take advantage of these, of these, smart, smart, um, of these smart, smart economies. And uh, so the first one is if you, a lot of times we want to start out with the perfect situation. We're waiting for when we have maybe a couple thousand dollars in the, in the bank to be able to run ads because obviously ad costs have gone up, especially with, um, Black Friday and, and the Christmas sales periods, those you know peak sales periods, you know as well as um, Valentine's Day ads, ad spend usually go goes up generally because more people are trying to spend on ads, so there's more competition. But even if you had, or rather, we're always waiting for opportunities where we have this that amount of money to be able to run ads. And if you have all these down, that's great. But the problem is we end up missing out on low-hanging fruit opportunities. So examples of low-hanging fruit opportunities are primarily organic organic growth. Too many people are focused on trying to spend money to get customers when 
they can grow organically. Um, and it's very difficult to grow organically, again, primarily because of the market saturation. So think even if you post on Instagram and you have the best, the best hashtags on the market, you know exactly who you're, what you're, um, or who you're targeting, you optimize your, your uh, bio, you optimize your captions and you try everything. You do the same on Twitter, you do the same on LinkedIn, you do the same across all social media platforms. It's still a little bit more difficult to grow on there because there are just so many people. But that doesn't mean it's not it's not an outlet that you should you should pursue um, because you never know where 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 a good sale can come from. And if you can get a sale organically without spending any any money on marketing, that gives you more profit. So your profit margin is increased. Um, so that's just that's just the main part. But then. Focusing mainly on ads because that's I think that's the that's where a lot of leverage is had because you can you can really spend uh, you 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 can spend depending on which market you're targeting in our in our own experience where we're spending like a dollar to get a lead in Nigeria imagine you to get one potential customer for just one dollar spent um, so based on the current exchange rate I believe that's around eight hundred nine hundred naira. So being able to get a customer for 900, that is absolutely amazing if you can close them. And then you can sort of scale that up because you know, okay, if I spend $10 or, or $100, I'm going to get 10 times or 100 times um, the number of customers I'm, I'm, I'm basically spending for. Um, and, and so now that you have all these down, you have your strong, strong business fundamentals, you know where your assets are. It's now bringing them together to be able to really stand out in ads. So not just running ads the, the way everybody runs them. Um, because another thing as well, aside, aside from saturation is, is that Facebook is sort of changing in the sense that since Apple introduced their app tracking features on the app, Facebook isn't able to get as much data as they usually can from iOS users. And a lot of us who run ads actually target iOS users because there's a, to an extent, there's a higher chance for iOS users to be able to afford higher, more higher end products. Um, mainly because if you are targeting Android devices, there's a whole range of Android devices. You can, you can um, reach someone. Um, okay, Kai is asking me to turn on my video. Let's see if it's working. Can you see me clearly? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So, um, so basically, Facebook doesn't have that much data to target a lot of uh, to be able to target a lot of people. So you have to even go the extra mile to make sure that your ads really stand out, and um, you're you're able to really hit the right people and get them in. So just rolling through uh, because this isn't really an in depth in depth course, but just a, a little breakdown of the, the things you need to look out for. So the first part is uh, targeting based off of archetypes. The major thing that we still see today is that a lot of people who run ads either do broad targeting or target same interests that their competitors are targeting. So an example is if you're selling, if you're selling, I uh, let's say you're you're um, you're selling services to business owners. Let's say um, ads ads and sales services. What most people will do is they'll go and target interests like online advertising, Facebook ads, um, marketing and sales. But the major problem with that is once you target that group, let's say you have a hundred thousand naira product, and when you run your ads, that ad is going to be shown to not just business owners but people who are just generally interested in those topics. So you might end up reaching a 16-year-old um, secondary school student who's just trying to trying to understand online marketing to maybe in, uh, have another income stream, they might not be able to afford your course, right? And same thing with maybe somebody who is in their early 20s, uh, because just, just because of how Nigeria is. And by targeting in that in that way, what you find is you're just spending money without actually getting results. But then by focusing on the archetype, it's basically sitting down and saying, okay, this product and service that I have, who is the perfect person for it? Who is the one person who 
who is in the perfect position to buy this product or service, whose life revolves around this product or service, and who can also afford this product or service. So for, for let's say someone like me, Antaro, who let's say we want to run a course or we want to sell a course, our archetype is going to end up being obviously business owners, let's say between the ages of 25 and 60, or even 30 and 60. And mainly because people within these ages are more likely to be running businesses to a point where they're able to make this kind of investment into a course, for example. And then not stopping there, we then go, okay, so what is this person interested in in relation to uh, online advertising or sales in general? And we, we take all of that data, plug it into Google Trends to kind of understand uh, where, where the demand is coming from, because that's another thing. If you just run your ads blanket to all of Nigeria, um, Facebook will obviously send it to where, eventually keep optimizing and send your ad to where you're going to get the best results. So if you put, let's say leads or link clicks as your best results and your ad ends up going to, um, let's say Borno State, and then it turns out that there are a couple of schools in Borno State for Wayek are doing, are doing some lessons on Facebook ads. So thousands and hundreds of thousands of students are, are, are interested in that in that moment, then your ads are just going to go straight to Borno. But then if you actually do your research to Google Trends, it could show you that, oh, um, there's a lot of, there's a high concentration of business owners in Ekiti State or Lagos or Abuja or Kano. And then you can then use that, use that data to better fine tune your ads. And then in terms of actual targeting, rather than targeting those interests I mentioned before, which is the conventional wisdom, we're now going to say, okay, what, which, what, is, what are the best ways to, uh, or what are these uh, central interests that separate a business owner from your average user? And so things like entrepreneur books and magazines come up, entrepreneur communities, um, people who, entre famous entrepreneurs. And once you, once you start following that, you realize that a large percentage of your, of your users or rather people who interact with your ad and go through your funnel are actually the people who are going to be able to pay for what you offer. And even, and even if they're not perfect, they're still going to be business owners until you increase your likelihood of, of success through the ads. So that's kind of where, where the archetype comes in. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure Tara can give a little bit of a, um, a nod to this because this is pretty much how we, when we work together, it's pretty much how we run our ads. Um, and and it's, 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 it's great so far because it separates you from the competition. You're, you're not trying to compete with the other person who's, who's running the same ad for same product. Also remember that a lot of people just go on Facebook and copy the ads of their competitors and just post them like for like. And if that happens to you, if the person ends up having more money than you, they're going to beat you. So if you, if you can separate yourself on that ad space, then there's a lot of um, likelihood for success. And then the next part is actually how you now leverage your, your assets that I talked spoke about before so one thing is always go heavy on the social posts always have people commenting people who have bought from you commenting on your ad and posts telling people how good um it was to work with you or how great your product was even mentioning some sort of skepticism they had maybe a problem they had that you solved really authentic um, reviews and testimonials because the first comment that people usually see under a post and this is across all social media the first comment that people see is what preframes them to think about that post. So imagine you see a post um, about a product and the first comment that you see there is, oh, this idiot stole my money. Whether you like it or not, you're going to start looking at that ad from the frame of this is a scam. But then mm -hmm. if you look at the comments and see, oh, I had, I had, um, I was skeptical. Um, I ended up paying, the product came back on, came in on time or their service was amazing. They went above and beyond for me. The person is going to start looking at it from that frame of mind. Now, granted, people people always have skepticism. It's it's online. There's a lot of stuff mm -hmm. going around, but mm -hmm. you need to put your best foot forward in every situation. So once they see that, the next thing they say is, "Okay, at least the least I can do is let me explore this." You know, they explore yeah. it, and then next thing you know, you're that much closer to 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 a sale. 
So that's 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 on the that's that's for Facebook. And pretty much you can apply this to many other platforms as well that offer ads. And the next thing as as well is um, I, I want to talk a little bit about, about arbitrage, um, also part of leverage. So arbitrage is the idea. Think think about um, let's say cars. A lot of uh, a lot of dealers what they do is they buy cars for let's say someone buys a car for ten thousand dollars. By the time mm-hmm. they bring it to Nigeria, they're probably selling it for twenty thousand, twenty five thousand dollars. And if you look at the fundamentals, they're probably making way more, like two times more profits, um, two two x profits or hundred percent profits on on the product. This is not often the case, but this is an example. So that's a bit of arbitrage. Um, and moving into twenty twenty three, I think the next step is once you have your you have strong business fundamentals, you know what your assets are, you're able to run ads effectively. Arbitrage is the next step. Basically, where in what markets can you get better return on investment or better profitability or higher margins for your product or service? Mm. Um, one, of, one of the really interesting things about Nigeria is a lot of time, uh, business owners, especially if you're really passionate about your product or service, you start to think first about Nigerian consumers. Like, how can I better help Nigerian consumers? Even if you're just out there to make money, you're thinking, okay, unless, uh, especially if you're, 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 um, you're doing with a pure mind, let's use that word. You're thinking, mm-hmm. how can I make people's lives better in Nigeria? And how can I make, get, get this product into the hands of people? But one of the things that we find out, especially now because of microeconomic conditions is that people are often not able to afford the things that they could afford six months ago, a year ago. And so even if you spend a lot of money on ads, the fact is lots of people cannot afford what you're selling. And it's, it's, it takes a lot to actually come to terms with that because you've invested a lot of capital, financial capital, and then even in, um, emotional and mental resources into building your product, building your service, building your supply chain. And so it's like, okay, I have some these resources into this market. I need to make sure it works. And come 2023, I think the most important part for business owners is be able to remove ourselves from that frame of mind and really take advantage of global economies. I mean, the, the world is not particularly as global as it was, let's say, five, six years ago. You know, you have wars in Russia, you have a lot of manufacturers pulling out of China. And these are big, big manufacturers and small manufacturers alike, but there is still a lot of opportunity out there. So the first question is, for what you sell, whether it's a product or service, are there... Can, are there people in tier one countries? So tier one countries are, um, think US, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, um, the United Kingdom, Ireland, uh, especially English speaking countries. It's like, are there people in those countries who can, who want what I sell? Are there people who can afford what I sell? Um, and a lot of times, especially with very native uh, Nigerian African products, there are, um, diasporans there who will almost pay an arm and a leg to get what you're selling. Very so true. if you can get these people, exactly. if you can get these people as customers, you can actually increase your prices and your margins. And most importantly, you can earn, earn revenue in Forex, which is so important because as the currency starts to get even more, I mean, now a, a pound is, is over a thousand naira. So if you're, if you were selling your product previously for, a, a hundred thousand um, naira. Maybe before it was with three hundred pounds, two hundred pounds. Now it's only a hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. But if you if you are selling to diasporans in the UK, for instance, who can afford to pay five hundred pounds for your product, by the time you sell that product to them, mm-hmm. you you've made five hundred k, which is like five times what you'd have made from made before. a Nigerian customer. Yeah, exactly. So. So it's, and this can be scaled up, especially with ads. I mean, ads over there are a lot more expensive, but the potential for more revenue is higher. So by the time you're able to do all of these, I think 20, 2023 would be, would be a very good year because, I mean, I, I don't know for sure about Nigeria or even the world in general, but it looks like everyone's been talking about the recession, recession and downturn, and we haven't really seen it um, mm. appear very granular in, 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 in developed economies. I mean, there's a lot of inflation there as well, 
But yeah. I think 2023 is the year when things will come full circle. By 2023, we'll know for sure whether we're having a global recession mm-hmm. or it was just um, transitionary, um, transitory inflation. Mm-hmm. And so there, yeah, so things could be great, but the likelihood is that things could be really bad. And, um, and you know, where Nigeria is a developing country. So if things are bad in developed countries, it's going to be much worse for our currency, for our economy. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to even have less uh, foreign direct investment. So when knowing as a business owner, you have to prepare for that. Um, and one of the main things that gets businesses through downturns is having strong, strong cash balances, basically having a war chest sitting somewhere because mm-hmm. that's what helps them um, survive it. So at the moment, if you can't get that kind of war chest with customers from Nigeria, then look, look abroad, look outside. If, if, if a global recession hits and you're sitting down with um, let's say the Naira equivalent of $10,000 in your, in your business accounts, that would allow you to weather the storm. And I think this, this same thing that, uh, this same uh, philosophy helped a lot of businesses during COVID. Um, lots of businesses went out, a lot of um, businesses shuttered during COVID because they didn't have the finances to keep going. So mm-hmm. if you're able to build this kind of cash reserves, you're able to survive. And when other people are running away, when other people are not able to, because um, another challenge is you can't just increase prices because things are bad, because nobody's going to buy, you know. So if you have good cash reserves, you can lower, lower prices as well and build a lot of goodwill with people so that when people now have money, they're coming back to you. Yeah. So awesome. yeah, that's, yeah. So that's awesome. like a holistic strategy of how I, how I think it's, um, you can really position yourself for 2023. 2023. Yeah, thank you so much, Paul. I, I wanted to quickly cut in there before we close this particular session. I think we have about three minutes. But um, I, I wanted to ask a question. So, for let let's just start with for someone that's already into business. You know, the person is already you know posting and doing all of that. The person has not done hats before, and I mean, this is his first time. And you know, one of the things that I hear is, "Oh, I don't have money for hats because even this business I'm doing." It's just a small business. What is your advice for this kind of, you know, this category of people? You know, I'm doing sales, I'm selling, I'm buying, I'm selling. Let's say I'm just selling perfumes or maybe I'm selling Mm -hmm. shoes. You know, I'm doing, you know, all of that. So what's going to be your advice in in two minutes? First thing, organic. Remember at the um, the first thing I mentioned uh, with, with, with sales is organic. And lots of times they're waiting for things to be perfect, to have money to run ads, but we always forget about the low hanging fruit. So if you're in this kind of situation, the best way is try to grow organic and then take a percentage of your, of your revenues and start building a small war chest for ads. And while you're running organically, also be building assets, have your ad systems well set up. So if people land on your website, you get that data. So when you have money for ads, you're not starting your ads from scratch, but you're targeting people who have already shown interest. And then um, again, strong business fundamentals, know your unit economics very well and watch your costs. So that for every, because in this kind of, um, unless you go viral, organic organic could be a little bit slow, especially at the start, you know, it's a long-term strategy. So sales might not be coming in as much as if you just blitz with ads. So you really need to be super um, diligent with your with your funds, making sure that you are as efficient as possible, that no amount of money is getting wasted. So that for every sale, you can take a percentage back and say, okay, I'm going to put this aside to be able to run ads. So that awesome. when you have a sizable amount, yeah. you know, and you already have this data, your ads, yeah. your ads are successful. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. You know, you were talking about, um, you know, people that, you know, they have, they can do organic growth and all of that. You know, you spoke about you getting um, testimonials, like ensure you are serving real people, ensure you are contributing to, you know, to the quality of people's life. Ensure that you are giving value, no matter what Uh is happening. Ensure you're giving value. I mean, one of the things I usually say to you is you start with, you know, the closest contact around you. Because some people used to complain, they'll say, hey, I don't have any customer. I don't have this, who will I sell to? And the people closest to them don't even know they are selling these things or they don't even know that they are into this business, right? Mm-hmm. The 
be unreserved. I mean, blow your trumpets unreservedly. You know, make noise about uh -huh. the solutions that you are doing and don't be ashamed of it, right? So for people that are doing, um, they are doing this already, they've started running hards and, you know, they'll say things like, oh, I'm not getting results. You know, I'm not getting results. I mean, I know how to do the hearts myself. I, I push sometimes on Instagram. All I just get is like, like, like. Nobody's buying from me. You know, what have you? I just get like, like, and that's all. What would you? What would be your advice? You know, I mean, based on your experience, what do you think they are doing wrong? I don't know if you got my question. Can you hear me? Or should I take that again? Can anybody hear me? Can anybody hear me? Okay, can you hear me now? What's the video? Okay, let's see. Are you there? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, awesome. Um, All right. So I think you lost. Okay. Please, could you retake the question? The question, okay. So I was saying there are some, there's a category of people that they're already running their businesses online, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and all of that. And um, they will say things like, I've started doing hats myself. You know, um, I've done a course and then um, I run hats for myself, but I don't get the results I want. You know, what I get more is just likes and I don't get sales. So what would be your advice or what do you think they are doing wrong? So with with what what they're possibly doing wrong, there there a there there are a lot of possible um possible issues, um, and that can only be that can usually only be found out from doing an extensive audit of said said business. So things they need to first off look out for is what kind of messaging are they sharing? What is their brand positioning like? Once a if a total stranger, you know, even not someone who's close to them, a total stranger first interacts with their brand, what is the experience they get? You know, or what is the first thing that comes to mind? Do they instantly trust the brand? Or do they sort of feel a bit off? Because especially with or if your strategy is organic and even with ads, if if the first instinct someone gets about you is that they can't trust you, then it's going to be very difficult to convert them into sales. So you need to you need to look out for that. Basically, how does the average random person see your brand? Is it a thing with your your the words you're using? Is it the images you're using? How can you make it better and put more trust in? This is where um, testimonials and and social proof really comes in handy. Um, and then the next step is. Also, the ads. Are you really running your ads properly? Are you are you targeting properly? Are you using your data properly? Because sometimes you could run, if you run a video ad, um, let's say you spend 100,000 on a video ad, a lot of people might would, would see the ad. Let's say 10,000 people see the ad. Maybe 3,000 people watch the whole ad. Those 3,000 people are more valuable than the 7,000 people who just watch three seconds or one second and study. Mm -hmm. 
success through that. Um, and another one, which is which is probably one of the most important, is doing things that don't really I don't really scare a lot. So really, um, especially if you're just starting out, you actually have to go out of your way a lot of times to to get customers and help people give more value than um give more value than than what what people normally give or um what uh or what is expected you okay. really have to go out of your way to set yourself up and yeah and then the most important thing is that you you just have to persevere and keep going um a lot of businesses go a lot of businesses end because people give up and they, they for one reason or the other maybe they run out of money or they don't have hope anymore but a lot of times it what what ends up becoming true is that if you just keep persevering a little bit um mm-hmm. just when everything looks like it's dead that's when things turn around um mm-hmm. so those are those are some some important um bits mm, awesome awesome all right so we have a question here on the chats. I don't know if you can see it. Uh, it talks about, okay. So the question yeah, is, I mean, I, I don't understand the organic thing, uh, but if you can explain or expatiate on the organic thing. And if I want to run ads um, about schools in a particular area, for instance, for a private school, right? And I want my ads to target and reach, let me see. Okay, in Shomolu. Okay, it's an ad for private schools in Shomolu. How do I reach this target audience? I don't know. Okay. Do you, do you understand so this? organic. Um, yeah. So let me start with organic. The first thing, the best way to understand organic is let's say let's use the word natural. Uh, where in more business terms, it's you're not spending money to get a customer. The customer is to you without spending money. So uh, let's say somebody, you just put up a, an Instagram page, you're making posts, people are commenting, somebody in your DMs asks you about anything, any customer acquisition that does not require you to spend money is organic. If you already have um, people's emails and you're and you're sending them through an email marketing system. That's organic. Um, if if you if you have my phone number and you and or I have your phone number as a business owner and I send you a, a, a or rather you send me a message maybe about your promo. That's organic. anything that you don't you're not spending money to acquire customers. Um, and the second one. Yes, you can, you can, you you can target for how it reaches the audience. the The first thing is in the targeting. Um, the most obvious thing that stands out is location. So Facebook allows you to target your ads down to even the um um districts. Uh, so you can even target Shomolu in particular in, in 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 particular. But the problem with that is the audience is usually very very low. And there might not be enough data for that specific location you're you're targeting. So let's say the 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 the, the, the location you're targeting, let's say Shomolu, for example. And I don't think we'd have enough time for me to go over on Facebook and look at the the um the audience there. But let's Sorry. say you're targeting Shomolu, and yeah, and you put in your interest, maybe they're school related and for education related and you find out that the audience is only 10,000 people your ad delivery is not going to be the absolute best because that's just that's just facebook really works on 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 scale so it might help to now this is where the archetype comes in it's like you're running an ad for people in in shomolu yes you can target the ads to people in only in shomolu that's great but are you is the ad going to give you the best results are you giving the facebook um the uh, the ad algorithm the best opportunity to optimize your ads you know and this is where the archetype comes in it's like okay private private um, schools uh, around shumulu people who go to school in shumulu are there first off are there other people who are not in shumulu 
who go there for school, you know, are there are there people, let's say in, in Lagos as a whole, who'd rather go to school in Shomola as opposed to other parts of Lagos? If that's the case, then yeah, why not target why not target the whole of Lagos? Um, mm. a, a simple example is let's say you're running an ad for Covenant University. Covenant University is in Otter. It's close to Lagos, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you if you're going to target the ads to Otter alone, the fact is majority of the people the people in Otter cannot afford Covenant University school <laughs> fees. Yeah, for example. And it, I mean their their school fees are especially now with inflation, it's running into the millions. So, um, but a lot of people who go to Covenant are either from Lagos or they flying or travel from different parts of the country to Lagos and yeah. then to Otta. So yeah. if you focus just on Otta, you might not get results. But then if you fo- if you go back to your archetype and understand who you're really targeting, okay. you can realize that, oh, I should really be targeting this ad to Lagos. So a lot of times the location you're actually targeting isn't the exact one. Now you can add it as part of the location, but if you just leave that location alone, you might have issues with delivery. Fantastic. And and even following up on that, you can yeah, you, you can also target your ads based off of devices. You can target your ads based off of people who actually live in a certain area, people who are just traveling in that area, people who have uh, so people who are traveling, for example, if you if you do arts and crafts, arts and crafts are really big with with the with the expat community because a lot of expats, once they come to an African country like Nigeria, it's like okay. Let me go back with souvenirs that show that I came to Africa. So if you do a lot of that, you can then run um, target your ads to people who are just traveling in Lagos or Abuja, because they have, there's a higher possibility of, of, and then even go further and say, oh, these people have to be coming from the US. You can do that in the ads. And mm-hmm. so it's like, you're now, you're now showing those, those ads are now going to be delivered to people who actually live in the US, but are traveling mm-hmm. through Nigeria. So there's there's a that's one of the reasons why Facebook is absolutely amazing and you should never really run ads from the Instagram app no matter what <laughs> always do it for Facebook business Facebook manager business because the, the sheer number of opportunities for yeah because the sheer number of opportunities for targeting and actually reaching people is so massive especially if you know what to do mm. awesome awesome. Thank you for that answer. So, uh, okay, so like you just mentioned now, I mean, it, it's not it's not uh, advisable to just use the Instagram boost uh, post button to run your ad. But then there's there's an hack yeah. that there's an hack yeah. that people do. I don't know if you're aware, you know, where people they create the audience on Instagram and um, and um, they go to the Facebook Hats Manager. To go edit that particular audience, you know, I don't know if you've heard something like that before. It's like an hack, and I've seen it. I think it's on YouTube. So people do that so that they can still run their ads on Instagram mm-hmm. anyway. But they they will change, they will edit it on the ads manager, and then they update it. So what do you think? Do you think that is also effective in the sense that now the audience will be, you know, is more detailed? and then it would reach more people on Instagram. So I wouldn't, as much as that is, the first thing is with with anything online, especially people on, who, on social media who are talking about ads, people are always going to be looking for the short-term strategy. So it's always this hack or this strategy or this thing. And as a business owner, where you're in, especially in a situation like now where you really need sales, you're constantly trying to go over whatever hack or whatever new best thing in the world is that can help you get sales. But the problem is a lot of them are not sustainable, mm-hmm. which is why for, for how, I, how I run my ads, I'm always looking at the fundamentals, you know, stuff that I can replicate across multiple platforms. Yes, mm-hmm. I might have to tweak different strategies here and there, but in the grand scheme of things, I'm not focused on hacks as uh, per se. So, but on that one specifically, it seems like a good thing because you're still running the ads from business manager. The mm-hmm. only problem I would, 
I, I would say you might you might you might have with it is are you testing or are you just running one with one ad set? Because mm -hmm. if you're still just running with one ad set, it's your it's your you're saying um you're you're throwing a Hail Mary where it's like, okay, mm -hmm. this is the last result. If this doesn't mm -hmm. work, I die. Mm -hmm. So but if yeah. you can if you can go through phase and yeah, but if you can go through Instagram and create multiple audiences and test, then that's great. You're still you're still yeah. testing. The most mm -hmm. important thing is to be able to to be able to to be able to test. You know, yeah. if you're tweaking, if you're tweaking the audience from taking the audience from Instagram to Facebook and doing all that tweaking, why don't why don't you start that from Facebook itself? Why don't you have strong, strong fundamentals, you know, have a strong archetype to be able to extrapolate your data rather than just going around? Because one mm -hmm. of the biggest problems with boosting, just boosting a post, whether it's on Instagram, on the Instagram app, or even through your Facebook page, is that you're just it's it's made to be easy. Right, it's made to be easy. So you're just sitting down. Okay, I sell perfumes. You type perfume interest. Ah, oh, wow, I have two hundred and fifty thousand people. You mm -hmm. add another interest. The audience keeps increasing, increasing. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. but but there's no almost no research into that. So you mm -hmm. you end up running the ads, and it might not it might not work out. So yeah. the fundamentals are still very important. You can never let go of the fundamentals. Strategies can always help you maybe get a little bit of an inch for a while, but if your fundamentals are not strong, you will always come back to square one. Square one, yeah, correct. All right. So last last one would be um on so you were talking about the audience thing when people run hats and all of that. Is there a particular kind of I mean, is there a limit to the audience? Is this something that people should watch out for? Like when you're doing the hat on Instagram or on Facebook, you know, some would say, Oh, ensure the audience size is less than one million. You know, some will say less than 500,000, some will say less than 750,000, you know, and all of that. What do you think? And is it dependent on any kind of factor? Yeah, so a lot of, I think the first thing now, especially with how Facebook is, is going with their, um, with, with the ad tracking issues on iOS, is you need you need a little bit of a broader audience. So to an extent it's in your it's in your targeting. Um you know when you're when you're building the targeting on ads manager, you want to make sure that it's it's between relevant and broad. So it's not too specific that your ad doesn't get shown to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um so there's no there's no if your audience is two hundred thousand and you eventually reach them, that's great. But what mm -hmm. having what a lot of these people tell you is that having having a smaller audience um, means that Facebook will not show your ad to all of them. If you have an audience of 200,000, your ad isn't going to be shown to all 200,000 people yeah. on the first day yeah. or maybe even the first 10 days, even if you have a lot of money because the ad has to learn. It has to optimize. It has to mm -hmm. know that, okay, if I show this ad to so, so people, they, they clicked on it, they bought and all that. So if 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 the if the audience is also too broad that it's irrelevant then it doesn't make sense so again it's always in the targeting mm -hmm. um, audience size does help a larger larger audience size tends to help but it's not like a clear cut thing where it's like oh if the audience isn't so big the ad is going to fail mm -hmm. so still fundamentally it's still those fundamentals if your mm -hmm. if your fundamentals are good, yeah. then you can now tweak it a little bit. So, okay, I've done it. Um, my audience is 200K. Let me increase it to 500,000 just so, because I know I have a little bit of budget to play around, a little bit to test. And then when it's um, when it's more, when, when I have better results, I can run a retargeting ad to 10,000 people and it's even more successful. So there's no, um, you know, everybody, everybody can make, can make assertions for what they think mm -hmm. is working best at the moment. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not they're, they're not the person sitting down building the building the ad targeting algorithm. So you yeah. also you also take it with a with a grain of salt. And to an extent, you also need to make sure that you're not buying into anything that you haven't spent money on or whoever is telling you hasn't spent their own money on. Money on. Awesome. 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 Thank yeah. you so so much for for 
for doing this with us tonight. And thanks for the audience. Uh, the questions. I want to believe that this session has been helpful, has been insightful. Um, so for I mean, whoever, if you want more clarity on these things, uh, I already typed Paul's um, handle on Instagram, so you can send him a DM if you need to interact with him or reach out to him, or you can reach out to me, and then I'll get you across. So in terms of if you have a business, you want to push. Uh, you want to do your hearts well, you want, you want to get real results, you can reach out to me, you can reach out to him, and then we'll find a way of working with you, right? Um, so thank you so much for doing this. Um, uh, we'll call it a wrap for tonight so that we don't take too much of our time, right? Thanks to the audience once again for staying glued to their mobile phones, I want to believe. Most people are usually on mobile, <laughs> you know, uh, doing this. All right. So thank you. I think that's it. We'll just wrap it up for now. Um, if I would be having any other time, I'm going to be having Paul again. I'll let everybody know, you know, online and then we'll push it out because I really believe a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners don't know how to go about these things. And that is why they are getting it wrong. You know, um, some don't even know, oh, I can't pay somebody because I don't have that big money. I don't have that big budget. I want to learn how to do this myself. I've done course here and there. I've watched this, but I'm not getting it. What do I do? Blah, blah, blah. So there are a lot of questions when it comes to ads. Some would even say, oh, Facebook. Are people still on Facebook? <laughs> because you are not using Facebook does not mean nobody is doing, nobody is there on Facebook. So they are real customers on Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some would even say things like, oh, it's Google ads I want to do. I want YouTube ads. I don't want to do Facebook and Instagram. You know, so you have different questions mm -hmm. here and there. So um, so if you need more clarity, please just send me a DM um, or just reach out to me in any way. And then I'm sure we'll be able to take uh, your questions, right? Thank you, everybody, once again. Um, you can do a screenshot maybe on your mobile. I really appreciate it. You can do a screenshot. You're, you're most welcome.